Hey guys, welcome to the In The Game Room Podcast. This is Alan, and I'm bringing you a very special episode today. Today I recorded a podcast with my buddies Paul and Harrison in Scotland. They do the War Room Podcast, which you can catch on iTunes or YouTube. They do a video and an audio podcast. Come to think of it, they're just copying me. Um, but anyways, uh, and you can also find them at the warhq.co.uk. That's their online store, and also they post their video podcast there, I believe. I think the audio podcast you can just get on iTunes. Anyways, they're great friends of mine. We've done a couple of things together in the past. Um, I've met them at a couple of different occasions here in the States. And we just sat down and talked for about an hour about all kinds of random bullshit. Um, their podcast is strictly bolt action for the most part. They stray off a little bit here and there. So there's going to be quite a bit of talk about bolt action, but there's a lot of other nonsense on there too, where we just, uh, you know, talking shit about TV shows and other things. So it was a fun, fun hour that I spent with them. So if that sounds interesting to you, then here it comes. So, aloha everybody, this is the War Room, and it is over to Alan. It is in the game room. And I'm here with Harrison and Alan. And I'm with Paul and Alan. <laughs> and, I'm with those, and I'm with those two clowns over there. <laughs> so hopefully this is going to work very well, but it's uh, very good to speak to you again, Alan. To be honest, we had some good fun in Chicago when we were across. Oh, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Okay, well, <laughs> what goes on in Adepticon stays at Adepticon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you. So, this is uh, this is going to be fun. Yes. What would you like to talk about first, Harris? Because you've been all excited. Yes. Alan's coming on the show, or we are going on his show, whatever it is. Um. Well, okay. So, update on this. This is just a plan in the works. I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting into the model modeling business because I'm thinking that's what I know. Right? At least I know how to play games. Okay. So, but I don't really know anything about business or anything. I just kind of wanted to know, so, do, do you, you're a shop and an online seller, right? Right, exactly. So, if you get an order online, do they just send you an email and you're like, yeah, sure, man, send me some money, I'll ship it out to you, no problem? Uh, there are guys that do it that way. Um, I like to think we're a little more professional than that. It's a, our, The experience when you go onto our site is exactly like Amazon. You put things in your shopping cart, you pay for it, you check out, and then we get a message on our back end of the store that says, hey, this order just came in, ship it, dummy. And that's what we do. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm just thinking about it. It's yeah, exactly the same as that short one. But but there are right. there are but guys. The, his is far more professional than mine. Mm -hmm. But there are. Yeah, there, on. You've got a really wide range of products. I never realized it was. I was like, whoa, he does do yeah. an awful lot of stuff because we really know him for the MDF work, which mm. he designs and manufactures himself. But he also does we Warlord. Do. Yeah, we and do. Lots of other things that yeah. are a mystery to me. I was looking at basing and things. Uh -huh. so the last couple of videos are about that, and I was like, oh. I'm really terrible at basing. I know nothing about basing. I should get some basing stuff. Yeah, we have some cool basing products. Most of them are from Warlord, actually, but then we have the stuff from Gamer's Grass, the actual bases that are, like, ready to use, and they're pre-decorated. They're, uh, they're, they're... That sounds up my alley. Yeah. Already done. done for me. Great. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, they're very expensive, but, but they are amazing. On that, it was just something that came up... Um, before people that know me all know, I jump from subject to subject very quickly. No. So apologies to GC Minis, <laughs> um, game room listeners. Um, but yeah, things in America appear, hobby things seem to be more expensive than over here in the UK. Is that something you hear often or is that just my impression? I think it's um, it's just the exchange rate. I think I think the prices. I mean, I think the prices are comparable based on you know how much money we make versus how much money somebody yeah. you know somewhere else makes. I, I think it's just the exchange rate it makes it look that way. Something that you pay twenty pounds for, we're gonna pay thirty something dollars. Yeah, it's just the way it works. Yeah, no, it was just a conversation I had with somebody, and it was buying another company whose name cannot be said. 
Okay. Like Voldemort or something. They were, it was a pot of... Oh, come um, on. Let's, let's say it was gloss shade, and it was $37 for a pot. Wow. What the heck? That's <laughs> like, James Crivens, man. Oh, what's the, what's the goss then? Go on, who is it? <laughs> Everybody knows, apart from you. Yeah. I, I don't care all this stuff. Let's say it's a company that's based in Nottingham. Okay. <laughs> aren't, aren't they? Aren't, aren't they all? <laughs> the penny drops. Let's go. Every every modelling company in the UK is based in Nottingham. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. So, what um, products have you got new to your shop that you've been working on? I, I noticed you had somebody else's product actually, which was the big house. Um, oh. Oh. Uh, oh. What's his Pavlov's house. Pavlov's yeah, I'm not selling that. That's that's something I bought for myself. But yeah, that's a, that's an amazing project. That thing. That was a big hunk of MDF, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty not quite through with it. But I've got the main construction done now. It's just on to details and stuff. But yeah, it's an amazing kit. That's from uh, Things from the Basement, another American company that does MDF, and I have no trouble promoting them because they make some awesome stuff. But what about yourself? Have you not got any projects in the line for, for yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been working on some uh, some 28mm European buildings, mainly for bolt action, and then some uh, some new 28mm uh, desert, you know, Middle Eastern desert-type buildings because of the new Western Desert supplement that came out and also because of uh, the, the modern skirmish game. Uh, oh, now I'm going blank here. Uh, Spectre Ops. Right. Yeah. Is that Jamie's, or is that another one? That's a, that's another one. I th he's selling it, I think. Yeah, I think Jamie is selling it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like a lot of Middle Eastern modern, but the architecture hasn't changed, you know. Hmm. So I'm doing stuff for that. Have you have you read the Western Desert book? Uh, I've read quite a bit of it. Not not all of it, that's for sure. I'm going. Have through. you have you read the? Is it the LRDG or the SAS rules where they can advance and then run away? <laughs> I, I've, I've touched on that a little bit. I'm reading about the the new the new uh, DAC units and uh, and some of the cool uh, special rules. You know, desert specific rules. Those are kind of cool. Yeah, well, the SES have the one where they can let down the tires on their jeep. Yeah, but we we found out that that's only for rocky outcrops and sand, so it's very situational in competition, at least. Right, right. The thing that really excited me was the new uh, Africa Corps uh, motorbike squad, the two uh, two bikes with sidecars. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure before, it just the basic bolt-action rules, if you had a light machine gun on your sidecar, you couldn't fire it on an advance. You had to stop, you know, just a, a strictly a fire order. But, I can't remember, Alan. I've got a feeling playing against people that have played single sidecars because they play them as an armoured car. Uh -huh. Or sorry, in the armoured car slot. I'm pretty sure they have been firing at me. I've never, I've never, I can't think of an example coming across this, but I always thought a motorbike car would be pretty sweet. It yeah. would. Like, I'm thinking Indiana well, there are Jones, a few, there's, like, oh, I forget the name of the guy, something dog miniatures, dog tag miniatures. He's done Italian motorbike army mm -hmm. uh, models, which are really pretty cool. Ooh. He only brought them out at Cambridge last year, um, so he's got motorbikes for Italian motorbike army. I, if, if I was going to do motorbikes, so I'd do Germans for Busso, wouldn't you? <laughs> Busso, you want Busso? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Rubicon model of the uh, motorcycle with sidecar is a really sweet little model, and I wanted to do up a couple of those. So I, I made that. When I made it, it looked really dinky. It looked really small. Yeah. And. It you put it next to a to a 28 mil tank and it just looks tiny <laughs> at first i kind of thought it was 20 mil but it's not but no it's, it's not i mean if you put a real motorcycle next to a tank it looks yeah. tiny you know but yeah the yeah the that new book is pretty cool i was reading the i think it's called the the shoots in squad where you get your first lmg for free that's kind of cool yeah Ooh. i really like that I I read, that. yeah that was I, that was quite spicy i already seen that going yeah. Yeah. If I was going to do a two, so now you can get two squad. LMGs per squad. Yeah, nice. exactly. For <laughs> twenty points, you get two. Yeah, I was like, that's good. Because I like I've already, value for money. Right now, I run a 
Two in, my, in my German list, I run a five-man veteran squad and two machine guns, and it's really nice. So it's like putting up ten shots. It's like double the firepower. So. Right, right. That's always good. So cool. I've got a medium machine gun as well, but it only puts out six dice. It feels quite underwhelming. Like, right. <laughs> um, I also saw... I feel like... I don't. To me, this sounds OP as anything at the time, but the British... Like, their characters have been split down for, like, each colony, kind of. You can pick if you want. Uh-huh. So by OP, you mean overpowered, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody knows the lingo. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, people use that in video games. That's where I used to say it from. Video games. Yeah. Like, oh, that's You heretic. Video games? <laughs> but um, one that caught my eye was South Africans... Uh, if they don't take a casualty on getting hit from small arms, non-HE weapons, uh, and no, if they get hit and no one dies, they don't take a pin. Yeah, that's interesting. That seems mental. Yeah, that's... But a, everyone else around me is like, yeah, it's pretty good. That's, that's me, a, like, what? Yeah, that's, a ga- army. that's a game changer. Yeah, that'd be great, man. We've got to see how these things work. A lot of things, you read them and you go, oh, man, that's so awesome. And then when you play against it, you go, yeah, that was all right. You know, nothing to get excited about. Oh, South African country folk. <laughs> now you're mixing oh. books <laughs> and making stuff up, Harris. Oh, okay, also, the wording of that section was to be desired because a lot of it was like, why would I take that rule? If I, one of the one of the New Zealander rules was I can pay to get another one of the New Zealander rules, and it's like, why, why wouldn't I just take the uh, the other New Zealander rule for free? Why would I make myself take a rule to pay for it? Was that retarded? Isn't it? Who would do that? <laughs> yeah, so some of some of the writing in the book leaves a bit too much open to interpretation, I think. But it's it's an excellent book. I thought there was too much in it, to be honest. There's a lot. There is a lot in there. You know, and I'm thinking with sort of with my tea hole, tea hole. What's a tea hole? My TO's hat on. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, there's just so many special rules in this that you've got to know in case somebody turns up with that list. If you're, it kind of leaves itself open to people saying, "Well, we'll not use that book because it's too much effort." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But we'll see how it works out. It's like Market Garden, folk of. A lot, a lot of competitions don't like you using market garden lists, but I've never played against one yet, so how do we know that they're overpowered if we've not played against them? You've got powers, right, Alan? Yeah, what? he's what? got British powers. British yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you run a market garden book, like, list, or mm-hmm. do you just have the models that are pretty? What, what do you do? <laughs> I have the pretty models and just use the, uh, <laughs> the what do you like, call we it? We are talking about airborne here, or yeah, just he has pretty models. Yeah. So I've been out with Alan, so I don't know what he's like. The, the British, uh, <laughs> British, uh, whatever you call it, on, uh, hold on a second, I'm on easy, easy army right now. Where's my saved platoons? Ah, British, it's just a British uh, reinforced platoon. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so no tri- tri- triple sniper cheese. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, was that the you're cheese? an amateur. You're an amateur. Was that the cheese from Mark Garden? They were like fucking snipers. I don't think but you could take double snipers. And I mean, I've got I've got six Bren carriers. Is that cheese? I mean, that's not too bad. That's not. We've got guys in the club that play with a lot more than. <laughs> Remember, um, Brian. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm bullying. Or say, I don't. I don't know if I've got. It's one of the nicest armies I've ever seen. Well, Brian's, if not um, his British, if not the nicest army I've ever seen, yeah. it's up definitely up there. He did a early war mechanized force, yeah. British mechanized force, which was kilted and it was just lovely. Yeah. It was Highland Highland Division. It was, mm. wasn't it was it? like it was like but a he must have passion project. Did, he certainly had six. He maybe had eight rain carriers, mm-hmm. eight rain carriers, and two heavy artillery. That was a real. <laughs> No, did he have four actually in stuff fifty point minutes? Maybe I can't remember. He had a mad amount of artillery. I remember. How do you yeah. get? How do you get eight Bren carriers? Is that more than one platoon? Ah, uh, yeah, he must have had. Dual yeah, platoon. he played dual platoon. Oh, okay, okay. It would, be, it would have been a twelve fifty list as well. Yeah, that was mental. But it was a really nice army. It was like a, you know, something about passion projects. He, yeah. he put he put but all the effort into the army. Well, I did because it was his granddad was in granddad was in the. Highland Division, yeah. so it was a so it was like it was a just, nod to them. It was it was painted really well. It was built really well, and you can see the passion. 
We were getting to like. God, you really love Brian British and the Pond, don't British you? Bake Off moves, like, oh, the fashion. Oh, no, that was a really nice army. Yeah. Well, I'm getting passionate about the Dutch now. Oh, that's another. I really like that as well. Red Hot and Dutch. They've got a really weird colored uniform, which I like because I like odd things. Isn't it sort of like, a blue or are something? You trying to say my, <laughs> I think he's trying to say my painting's rubbish. But no, oh, no, 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 it's good. It's just the Dutch uniforms. They're just really weird. They're like a... It's a slightly odd shade of green, or it seems to be, but... Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah, it's sort of German field grey, but it's very light, and it's slightly bluish, and it just comes across as... Why would anybody wear that as a camouflage? So, yes, the Dutch are going well. But you've got your DAC. I noticed you were doing some... Um, some cutting and chopping on your... Dak army. Yeah, when I when I got the the first Dak sprues, I was kind of bummed out that there weren't any guys in shorts or short sleeves because I see pictures of that, you know, that it happened. Yeah. And they didn't they chose not to do that. So, yeah, so I took a couple of bodies and arms from the British 8th Army box and did some kit bashing and so now I've got some Dak guys in shorts. Yeah, something I noticed. The the Warlord Dak box is just a Blitzkrieg box with different heads, right? That's what it looks like visually. Too. It's not, but it's what it looks like. But it, it uh, looks, yeah, yeah, they're they're, oh, be they're, like... they're newer, they're better, they're nicer sculpts, they're more expressive and all that. But yeah, not much difference. Yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit like, oh, please, I, I like the the British one. You got the nice short shorts. Little sexy shorts. <laughs> I do like that. You also got like Tamil shanters and like yeah. like sea heads and stuff. They're quite cool. So I was much more impressed with the British British models. Yeah. So I so I used some of those. I, I stole their dead bodies and stole their uniforms. It's a war crime. I also I noticed they had um crimes against plastic. I don't know if they called them Brandenburgers, but they had Brandenburgers in the uh, North Africa book. Which I've not read the rules for, but I was like, "Oh, you would think, yeah, you think it'd be far more likely for them to have a Brandenburger type unit in the desert because mm -hmm. it would be easier." Yeah, well, yeah. Was, um, apparently, there was some plan to do an amphibious assault on Alexandria. Or I something. don't know. I don't know if they were really um, assaulting troops as much as trying to Just piss people off or yeah. confuse people. I think they they also sort of were sort of anti LRDG. Mm -hmm. I think the Italians did that. The Sahariana was basically anti. Anti-LRG. That's a weird-looking truck. I like that truck. It's a Harriana. Yeah, it's odd-looking. It's got big wheels. It does. You guys, um, you guys seen that new truck that um, Rubicon is just starting to work on? They 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 posted think, some yeah. pictures of it. I think it's one of the Chevrolet. I can't remember what the number is. Oh, one of the LRDG trucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think I I think I noticed that, but I kind of. Oddly, the Warlord trucks are really nice, although they're um, uh, resin. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of the LRG. The Warlord trucks are nice. Harrison's just brought up the Chevy there, I think. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's got like a rounded hood. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. Chevy. Right. Isn't, isn't that a bonnet over where you are? Yeah, I, I'm not really a car guy. <laughs> I was trying to think. But I, I paused for a minute and I was like, bonnet? you could hear the wheels turning. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. I really don't. <laughs> See, oh, here's the thing. Um, you're because you're doing Dutch. You're looking at Lewis guns. Yes. There's a Lewis gun on the back of this, right? Yeah. And um, I'm a bit of a small arms kind of guy. In the what's it? In the Sea Line book, Lewis guns have specific rules. They do. But on a lot of armies, like the Dutch army, in yeah. that truck, the Lewis guns was a light machine gun. No, the Lewis gun is a. Sorry, oh. in the squad, in the Dutch army, hmm. a Lewis gun is a light machine gun. Mm -hmm. But if you put it in the Landsberg armoured car, right, it becomes a medium machine gun in the Warlord books yeah. for some odd reason, and that just doesn't seem quite right somehow. Mm. I'm still going to use it as a medium <laughs> machine gun, but it still doesn't seem right. But I remember it was really nice in the uh, sea line book because you could move and shoot it. Because it, it was a light machine gun, it was a two-man yeah. team, you could move and shoot. And it had the automatic minus one to hit Oh yeah, got your then, fancy rules from for country yeah. folk. It was country great. Folk. I love that. Those were rules. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, most guns are put everywhere, but the rules <laughs> seem to change all the time. 
Speaking of the uh, the Western Desert book again, mm. wasn't there a rule in there? Um, I'm probably going to fuck this up, but wasn't there a rule where somebody can fire after a run, but they get a minus three? I didn't see that. There's somebody that can move and shoot. They can advance and shoot. Like everyone. Or they can, sorry, no, they can shoot and advance, rather. Sorry. Oh, okay, I was like... Yes, no, I messed that up there. I could see you going, how's yeah. that an advantage? Yeah, you can shoot and then advance. Oh, that's I interesting. I can't remember who that was. That seems like that should be for everybody. That's that's a yeah. that's a sensible rule. I like that as well. Yeah, shoot at the beginning or the end of an advance. Warlord, we're talking about mm. from bolt action. <laughs> you just mentioned the word sensible. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're they run their business. An awful lot of things are slightly like, counterintuitive and bolt action. A lot of rumors I hear about them. It just seems like it's like five guys in group chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a load of Alessio and the boys yeah. at the pub. Do you know what will be a really good rule? This will screw with their minds, lads. Yeah, I've heard of things about. I wonder what their their production line is. Do you think they get a bit bored? So they go, do you know what? We'll write a new book and we'll really mess with their heads. <laughs> uh, should we move on to Korea? We could move on to Korea. Everybody did, what? eventually. Yeah. What about Korea? <laughs> well, uh, a couple things. One, that doesn't, there's not much hype. It doesn't seem to be at all. It's still a little bit early. Uh, so this is the book coming out next year, written by John Russell over there in America, and uh, sort of moves on to the next stage of bolt action, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably about as far as it's going, although I hear that they're uh, intending there's Vietnam. to keep it separate. Sorry, Alan, I interrupted you there. Oh, no, I just said I, I've heard rumblings about Vietnam as well. Ooh. Yeah, there's been a few things with Vietnam. I think Vietnam is just slightly more awkward. But again, it's quite possible. My, my worry about Vietnam is... It would take <laughs> off in America, but I don't know if it would in Britain. I don't think there's as much interest in the UK. I remember when Flames of War were all there in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I saw it got playing, played once in the whole of the UK. I think well, there's there seen it played once. I don't think there's much as, as interest here. Mm. Um, I think, but saying that, I don't think there is for Korea. Although I'm interested, what interests me is there's such a diverse range of conflict because the UN went in with basically everyone. Ethiopia. You just want to have a Swiss there. army. You're desperate <laughs> to get a Swiss army. Man, I want to do Kingdom of Ethiopia, man. Ethiopia had people there. I wonder if they could have the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if. Uh, I wonder. That's the thing I wonder about the Korean book is how diverse the force list will be and if they will supplement it with. Army books. I'm not sure, but we can find out. I know that we will be... I have been chatting to my friend, John, mm. who's a really nice man if he's listening, and we should be getting an advanced copy to have a look at. Nice. Put, nice. put, put, put in a word for me as well. I'd like to see that as well. <laughs> um, uh, I, don't, I don't... Knowing John, I think there'll be a lot of things which aren't really very secret. Right. John likes to tell us about stuff. Nice. He likes to tell nice. us about stuff. <laughs> so it's coming out, I think it's coming out the D-Day weekend, oddly. I think John was hoping that it would come out on the, an anniversary of the start of the Korean War or the finish of it. I, I don't know the dates. Um, but it's not doing that. It's coming out round about the D-Day anniversary. So uh, that, so we'll see it about then. That would be a bad idea, because surely D-Day would steal the thunder. And that's... <laughs> That's when they're choosing to release uh, Cruel Seas as well, I believe. Is that not for a while? I thought Cruel Seas was imminent. Uh, December 8th is the official date. All right. All right. That, I don't know how I feel about that either. I, I like how it completes their sort of trifecta. Yeah, their like air, air land, and sea. I like how it kind of rounds that off, but I didn't really get into Blood Red Skies. So has it, uh, it's an easy game. To, I think it's an easy game to play, but I don't know. Let's let's let it come out and see. It's a different scale. It's is it? It's different models. Yeah, it's not twenty-eight mil. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. it's six millimeter. Yeah. So like, um, I don't know. It's like it's again. It's like it's like uh, it's like Bob Rice guys where I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool, but I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> more rules. Then we realise, yes, you have to read another rule set, and yeah. it becomes not such a great idea. And like, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not as interested in because the, they're doing like torpedo boats and stuff. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, a, it's not battleship size; it's smaller. I think the the biggest size they go up to is corvette, which is below destroyer. Yeah, it's a frigate. small, it's a small frigate and a corvette. Yes. Which is a bit disappointing because it's like I want to sink the Bismarck with my fire, berries, <laughs> my, my swordfish, swordfish, swordfish. Now I saw somebody online saying that the uh, the smaller boats are three hundredth scale, the larger boats are one three fiftieth, which to me is just retarded. But that's odd, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I, didn't I think with a lot of the games, like the Blood Red Skies, they had. They basically stole somebody else's models, didn't they? Right, and that's what they're, that's what they're saying them, about this. You know, and I'm assuming this is the same sort of idea, but yeah, and one one three fiftieth is a very popular scale in ship models, so it could be. How big is that? So if I've got a, <laughs> that's kind got, of a personal question. I don't know. <laughs> How how many inches long would a Corvette be? Do you think? I don't know, but I think the torpedo six boats are about six inches. Four or five, right, six cool. around there. Yeah. Average. Right, cool. I don't really know much about scales. I know fifty. Well, I don't know because even that seems playing out in a four by four with sort of four inch models at sea seems a bit too enclosed. Something. Yeah, mm. you're going to need. I don't a, know. Maybe it's not. It's, yeah, you're going to need a four persons. by six or something. Because yeah. I wonder how often those tiny wee boats got in conflict. Because I imagine they were screening the big ships. Those torpedo boats wouldn't be. Yeah, out you wouldn't be able to use them out in the Atlantic. So they'd be sort of. I would imagine they'd be used for patrolling in the North Sea quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About it. Or rescue boats, obviously. They'd be out picking up, trying to pick up pilots and things. Yeah. Yeah, it's meant the, the game is meant to be like coastal defense, coastal patrol, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like catching out commandos trying to land and stuff, that could be a fun scenario. I mean, the over in the Pacific played a much more important role, I think, because they're island hopping. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, and you can have JFK's boat, and I think there's yeah. a couple of yeah, they're going to release PT boats and uh, the Imperial Japanese boats, whatever they had, those are coming. Mm-hmm. It might be cool. Yeah, it could be interesting. I wonder if, like, blood, I think it like Blood Race Skies, you have to paint them. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, airplanes, how would you... You see, um, Star Wars X-Wing, everything came painted, so you played it out of the box. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. Which, was, which is quite a good thing. You know, there's quite a lot of people just like to play it out of the box, but... Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed with Star Wars Legion. I, it's another thing to paint and learn how to play, so I've just not gotten to it. I painted the Stormtroopers, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, now I want to do a different army. <laughs> yeah, well, I was quite happy with the I've got my, done. I've got my entire starter box primered, and that's as far as I got. Yes, there's an awful lot of starter boxes which are primed <laughs> by people's heads. <laughs> this is a really good idea. And then, no, it's not. No, so it's they're not. not 28 mil, they're bigger than that. They're slightly bigger, I think. I think they're supposed to be 28, but they are bigger. So it's like, so they're going for like less than platoon size, I think is the, what they're going for. And also I see a lot of the boards are smaller than a normal kind of board. So it looks a lot of run up to the first barrier, shoot each other until... Unless someone's ballsy and they jump over the first barrier and go right up for it, <laughs> which is neat. I'd rather do something fun in a game than do probably the smart thing. Like that's well, probably a case for your uh, great success in competition day to day. To be honest, usually, usually I'll come about halfway. I'll like, be, I'll, I usually do stuff like that. It's, oh, it's like those two vultures in the desert sitting on the branch going, "So this, I'm going to kill someone." <laughs> Or do you know what's fun? No, it's fun playing Brandenburgers. Sea Lion Brandenburgers? Yeah. Because they were like actual Brandenburgers where like you can't shoot them until they shoot at you. <laughs> Which sounds really bad until you realise all they're equipped with is submachine guns. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't have any anti-tank. And you've only got about six units and like a thousand points. So it were like, fun. But did you get a lot of people kind of smacking their head when it was like Brandenburgers and they were like, oh, you cheesy. Yeah, a lot of people went, oh, how the hell am I going to win? Yeah. And then as soon as, because I've only got six dice and they're rocking like 10 or something. Oh, usually a thousand points, people are rocking 14 dice. Now. Yeah. So dice like, have become the sort of thing. So basically I'd fire and then their whole army would shoot the one squad and I'd be like, 
well then. <laughs> and they're going to, because they keep picking out the next dice, next dice, next yeah. dice. So as soon as I kind of gave up the disguise, it was kind of fun. <laughs> but it was fun to play. It was good fun. I might do it again. It'd be, I wonder how it would work if he had like a small platoon of Brandenburgers and then a normal German force. But that's what the thing's about. It's about having fun at the end of mm -hmm. the day. Whether you have fun because with um, being competitive or fun with just doing stuff because it's fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you been to any competitions recently, Alan? Um, I'm actually going to my first bolt action tournament ever this Saturday. Ooh, exciting! What were you taking? I'm taking an 800 point uh, British Airborne. So where's that? Is that Clawcon? Uh, no, that's a, it's a little local HMGS, the historic right. historical miniatures yeah. gaming society. The uh, Southwest chapter. It's kind of a small chapter, uh, but they're having their annual convention this weekend. And for some reason, it's an 800-point tournament, so that's what I'm bringing. Nice. I, I think I like smaller. I think 1250 is too many models to move up. <laughs> oh, he's really lazy, isn't he? So what are you taking so we can pull it apart before you get there and destroy your confidence? Okay, well, it's 800-point it's British uh, Airborne, 13 dice. Uh, you got you got your second lieutenant. You've got a... Uh, Paratrooper section with an NCO with a rifle, uh, one infantry with submachine gun, three infantry with rifles, and you got basically four of those all in Bren carriers. Yeah. Um, you've got your free forward observer for artillery. I've got a medium mortar team. I've got a Piat team that's going to move up the board in a Jeep. Oh, Piats are, uh, are interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're crap. But, um, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, that's good British weaponry you're slagging off there. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> um, it's like it's like literally a catapult. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, two of the two or three of the, the three of the squads, the three of the five man squads have a LMG, uh, a, a Bren gun also. So once they dismount, they've still got a light machine gun. Um, but that's it, it's not a big force at all. And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I'm going to go against like a guy with you know 800 points of Russians, which is going to be like twice as many guys as me. But I well, think was it? Did you say it was 13 dice? That's quite nice for 800. It's quite nice. That's quite, yeah. quite a lot of dice. Yeah. Um, and your brain carriers will be putting out uh, eight shots, mm -hmm. yeah. which is handy from range. So right. I think that's quite a good little force. Could be. You just got to watch. You don't get too up front. Mm. Exactly. My it's difficult because you can't with five men. You can't afford to hand back either. Right. It's odd. One of those things because I know Brian at the club, Brian Forrester at the Dwarf Club. Um, he played the brain carriers, and it took him quite a while to figure out how to play them. Yeah, yeah wasn't it? It's, it's knowing when to go forward and when not to go forward with them is the trick. Yeah, I played them once against the Brandenburgers. He went, "All right, fine. I'm just going to wait because you can't do any damage to my brain carriers. So I'm going to hide in the brain carriers." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" He's realised. <laughs> he's realised the Brandenburgers are shit. Oh no. <laughs> my 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 strategy is going to be. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but this is my idea. Is I'm going to just race up the board with the Brands and get you know within. 18 inches or so of the enemy, hopefully in cover, let the guys bail out, and then back the Brens up so they're outside of rifle range but still within their own LMG range of the enemy and we'll see what happens. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I think that's what, I played I this. that's what Brian did. He'd be like double down. So, jump, so the Brian would fire, Scott would jump out, then fire, because it's like putting two pins on. Right. It's like, oh. Like double downing on the foot on one squad. Yeah. yeah. I played this list against a friend of mine who has the uh, Japanese, my friend Chris, mm. and uh, I made the mistake of getting too close to him, and he kept assaulting my brands, and it didn't end well for me. Yeah, not against the Japanese. No. So but I with the brands, you can afford to drive back, shoot, drive back, shoot. Right. Um, sir, so I speaking of like submachine guns. I saw something on. Uh, Facebook this morning, it was um, Gurkhas get paid two points for submachine guns. Oh, this old chestnut, yeah. Is this basically commandos overpay for their submachine guns? Is this being a dead horse? This is news to me. 
Well, as so somebody who plays Commandos almost for a living, <laughs> it's like, I've known about this since year one. But yeah, Commandos pay three points for their submachine gun, and almost everybody else with Tough Fighter pays two points for their submachine gun. That needs fixed. These poor Commandos. I know, I'm with you on this one, but it's never going to be changed, so... I think we need a man up and get on with it. I think it. we need a <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going down the route of. Um... I don't agree on that. I just think there is improvements that could be made because the artillery spotter is nice and it means it actually gets used. But to me, it doesn't give that British flavour. When I think of World War II British, I don't think artillery. I think sort of intelligence. So you know, on the bold blue colour is intelligence yeah. officers. I think I like give, the intelligence officer. Give the British a free intelligence officer instead. Because when I think of, like, I think Bletchley Park and all that so, stuff. So what did the intelligence officer do for those that aren't aware? Can you remember? Gosh, it was about, <laughs> it was about picking dice. I think once yeah. a game turn, if he passed a fire did, test yeah, or an order test. Four, four, five, six. He could, pick, he could pick a dice out of the bag. Yeah, at some stage. So mm -hmm. you got to choose when one of your dice came out of the bag if hmm. you rolled a five or a six, which... It isn't really over... Well, it could be overpowered if you choose wisely, isn't it? But it, I think you're right. It gives more of a flavour of the British allied... Because, like, Britain's thing was intelligence and, like, SOE and all that, like, espionage kind of things. And I think that gives more flavour to than, oh, British had a lot of artillery. Which means Unfortunately, they, 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 it all yeah. fell apart in Iraq. But, you know, up till yeah. then, <laughs> British intelligence was doing well. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that would be better. And also, commandos... Oh, don't, don't tell me. I love my commandos. <laughs> but the um, yeah. So campaign books. I think we should have a campaign book which is TV shows only. Oh, I oh, know where this yeah. is going. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, we we know where this is going, Alan. But there are other shows on telly as well. Um, Brandenburger. That Band of Brothers gets done to death, though. Well, band, there's Band of Brothers, but you could have Hogan's Heroes. Exactly. The guys in the command camp, and they're all running their scams, so they'd be like allied Brandenburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Zalo Alo. That's got to have a mention. That's a classic. And you could have a separate list for that. And then there must be lots of other programs. Like, I was, watch I was watching for a while. There's a Desert Ones. Oh, Desert Rats, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's like a 1960s thing, and it's like this. So there's lots of shows you could do, and you just have a campaign book for TV shows. And of course, they've already got the Dad's Army. There's Dad's Army mm -hmm. and um, Kelly's Heroes. Mm -hmm. They've already, and they, I think you were about to say the Dirty done. Dozen. Yeah. I wonder if how I don't know how we, we do need it, we need a TV Great campaign. Escape. I don't know how I do it. Great Escape. I think it should be a thing, personally. Um, but a low, low. Is that, is that common in America, a low, low? No. Or is that a British thing? It's a British thing, but there's a few of us out here. <laughs> oh, it is good. Though. Alan was promoting good. a few about a month ago, was heavily promoting yeah. a low, low. Yeah, I'm trying to... You always kind of wonder how it, did, how it ever did well abroad, because I would have thought the whole concept of the programme was very British, to be yeah. honest. I like what they did with the accents, though. I think it was magic. I think more shows should do that. Well, I mean, it's, it was it was obviously they sat down in a pub and got drunk. And go, you know what? It'll be brilliant. And it was. Sort of, and it was. <laughs> you know, surprisingly. What a mistake at the maker. <laughs> uh, fortunately, there wasn't any stereotypes. No, none at whatsoever. all. None whatsoever. <laughs> oh, that's a good show. But you know, there is a there is a this small weird bit of society here in America, people that just really love British television shows. And it's not popular mainstream, but the, the one the ones of us that are are like passionate about it. I mean I, I could I could name quite a few shows that I watch and probably surprise you. But I mean I was raised in the seventies and the eighties growing up watching Monty Python, you know, and that's where that's where it started. Yeah, I've seen the movies. I don't know so, of TV shows. Do, do you guys know Black Adder over there? Yes. That is amazing. We need, we need that is amazing. Why didn't they do it for World War Two? We could have had a Black Adder list. I might, I might just do it for do World a Black War. Or, a Black Adder list anyway. Amazing. That is such. Slasher. That is like <laughs> season four is just an amazing. That's just such a great piece of like TV television. Season four is just the best thing ever. It's so good. 
Um, I, who, Doctor Who gets a lot of publicity in America, I've seen. It does, and, and I, 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 I can't be bothered with it, to be honest. But I can't either. It's not my favorite program. It, when I was a kid, I thought it was all right. But we have a... Matt Smith, I kind of got... It, it, it got way too complicated for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand all this stuff. Yeah, we have yeah. giant, uh, we have giant uh, Doctor Who conventions over here, and I don't, I don't get it. Just people standing around in costume talking to each other about the TV show. I... See, we have Comic Con, right? We have that. Kind of, yeah, there's like Comic Con. That's kind of popular, but I don't think there's conventions for individual things. Is well, it? there is a Doctor Who convention because when we went down to pick up our packs for the London Marathon, oh, yeah. they have the Doctor Who ones on it. No, that was Sherlock Holmes, isn't it? That was Sherlock Holmes. No, it's not. It's what's the one we go to in Birmingham? There's a show on in Birmingham, and they do the Doctor Who one at the same time. I have no idea. So there is Doctor Who conventions, is the point of that. Oh, but yeah. But I think Doctor Who is really, really big. It's just, it doesn't go on my radar because I don't really get it and I don't really like it that much. I thought Unit, that'd be fun, aren't we doing ball action? Because wasn't, oh. wasn't, wasn't Unit, they were they did a modern version of the Christopher Elkins. Yeah. Or yeah. was it David, David Tennant, actually? But um, didn't they have one in the 60s? They had all like World War II esque equipment. Yes, they did. It was, it was like, very, well, it was sort of Northern Ireland. It was. Yeah. Old DPMs and that. I was like, oh, that could be fun. A unit army. <laughs> well, I, I'm giving I, more load ideas. Well, I'm going to embarrass myself and say that I like watching Downton Abbey. I like keeping up appearances. Oh, I love Abbey. Maggie Smith gets the best one-liners in TV. I'll yeah. tell you. And, magic. and keeping up appearances is great. I haven't seen that for yeah. ages. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, of course, uh, uh, oh, now the name's escaping me. Uh Faulty Towers, of course. Oh, that's good. Yeah. When he hits the car with a branch. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, do you know, like, as, 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 the rat. I was like, the opening where they, like, mess up the site. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And the Major. The Major is the best guy in it. He's sitting in the bar all the time. <laughs> I remember that. Was, there, was he Spanish? Their, their oh, guy. Manuel. Manuel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be quicker to train a monkey. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, shall we shall we grab back onto Bolt Action a little bit? We have we have strayed and wandered, hopefully, to the entertainment. Of well, actually, actually, Harrison Harrison had like business questions and only got one in. Are there any more? That was the gist. I was going to ask you. I don't. I don't know. I can't remember if we talked about this before. But how did you start? Oh yes. Were I, you were you always in the wargaming business? No, I was. Did you, I'm a career model maker. I worked model making in the aerospace industry for about 30 years, but I've been a gamer the whole time. And when I got out of that business, you know, I was looking for something else to do. And I wanted to get back into six millimeter gaming, which was my first passion. And I wasn't finding the stuff that I wanted. So like most people that start off in this business, I started making the stuff I wanted. And that's, that's how it started. I don't want, I, you, you, I think, have a shared dislike for Kickstarter, right? Yeah, uh, a hatred, I think, is the word. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I'm <laughs> no. trying to be, no, like our let, American let, friends do like to sit on the fence. Let, let, me, let, me, let me clarify first. I don't care if you do a Kickstarter. I don't care if people give money to Kickstarters. None of that bothers me at all. It's, this is a very personal thing. For me, Kickstarter, is, it just rubs me the wrong way. I 100% agree. And I like, like, it just frustrates me that it's um, please give me money, and I'll do it honest. Right? Maybe. You no, know I mean, you're, it's like you're giving someone money for something they don't actually have. Exactly. Your main thing was you're giving people money for something they don't have the confidence in to produce in the first place. That is another point as well. It's like, well, if you think it's going to be good or that, save up yourself, put the money in it. And if you if it flops, it's on you. Precisely, you just summed up my feelings exactly. Hmm. And, and, and there is another side to it as well. I very much agree with that. There is another side. There's a lot of projects which wouldn't come to. But there are some products that wouldn't come to fruition if it wasn't for Kickstarter. Right. Yes. No. There are an awful lot of products that never come to fruition because they fail on Kickstarter. Yeah. 
you know, and like people. That's probably the best place for them to fail. Mm-hmm. And people, know, so. people like our friends Jamie. You know, he's doing a great mm-hmm. job. He's doing something that probably would have never happened without Kickstarter, and that's fine. Yeah. My my big issue is with companies, existing established companies, doing Kickstarters because they don't have the balls to put out the product and just have a have a go at it and see if it works. Yeah. They want they want to get the money and they want to get the orders up front because they don't apparently have the confidence to step out and you know put their money yeah. on the line. I suppose on the other hand it gives them a gauge of how much product to produce, but I don't know that Kickstarter is the right place to find that information, mm. although I can I can understand why they do it. It doesn't make me like it particularly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the uh, there was a fairly infamous Kickstarter with um, Finnish Army that was done by what was a reasonably reputable company, and they completely messed up the Kickstarter. The models were of very poor quality mm-hmm. compared yeah. to their other I, stuff, I and it's... I just nearly think it has killed their business. To be honest, I almost feel like as well. Like I never hear of successful. The only successful Kickstarter I know of is Jamie's. And I, I, I well, like... that's not successful yet. It will be, but it's mm-hmm. not successful. Yet. Oh, I, I like Jamie as well. I, I like, like Jamie as well. Well, that's <laughs> not the point. We shouldn't just be because it's yeah, our friend. I know. We should be completely fair. <laughs> but no, like. No, I like him. I and what I've seen is good, and I think it'll be. I think it'll be successful. I think it's going to be very, very good. Yeah, I think so. It hasn't. It's going through production now. But so. see, if I didn't know him, I there was some yeah. riffraff. I'd be like, ah, no way. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. The only reason I got into it because I know Jamie, um, and but I guess a lot of Kickstarters are like that. Um, other people will get into them because they are interested in that particular niche. That's, yeah, it's nothing. It's a it's a nice niche, but it's a bigger niche. It is. I think Jamie's got quite a reputation, a good reputation as well in mm-hmm. um, close knit gaming circles, which doesn't uh, doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, but I, I was going to make something out of this. I think it was going to be. I think it was going to be. Like, um, so how did you? So you just you started the business, started making things you liked. Yeah. And people just kind of flocked to it. Did you have to do any marketing? Uh, or any yeah, there wasn't there, there wasn't any flocking in the beginning. Um, it's you know you surprised me. I'd have thought people would have been flocking to you, Al. Well, eventually, <laughs> <laughs> you always start off with zero customers. Just remember that. Um, no, I had I had to go on to like the online forums and stuff. Which at the time I was using like uh, what's it called a uh, TMP the the miniatures page. I don't mm-hmm. I don't go there anymore for a lot of different reasons. But I would go there and, you know, post up news, you know, hey, this new product came out. And then it's just word of mouth after that, pretty much. You know, it just spreads. And we have, you know, 3,500 registered customers now and probably four or five times as more that, you know, check out as guest every time. We're selling on eBay, selling on Amazon, selling on Etsy, selling on our store. You know, it's just... Hey. How do you find Amazon and eBay in comparison to each other? Um, they're both good. Um, Amazon has a much bigger audience, I think, but they take a bigger cut of the money. They take a they take an obscene cut of the money, oh. where eBay is more of just a listing fee and a small percentage or something like that. I don't even know what it is, but I see the numbers roll by, and I'm like, you know, okay, that's reasonable. If, but, I, if I was going to buy something... I would definitely choose to buy it on Amazon over eBay. Yeah, a lot of people do. Buyer, Am- point of view. Amazon is just trusted. I even use on my own personal web store. I use Amazon Pay as a as a payment gateway, and people use it because they just trust Amazon. They would rather just click that button than give me their credit card number. Because yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to say, well, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's it's. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Al. No, truth <laughs> of the matter is, I never see your credit card number, but but they don't know that, you know. And they. Yeah, that's because I'm a Scotsman, and you're never going to see my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to see the inside of your wallet. <laughs> um, not unless it's a bad day, mate. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be. Did you when you make products? Is it always been? This is what I want. This is why I think it's going to be cool. Or did he ever go? Oh, do you know what? There's no. a gap here. No, yeah. It it started off with the stuff I wanted, and then I realized that I'm a six millimeter gamer. 
that plays ultra modern Middle Eastern wargaming. Well, the rest of the fucking world does not do what I do. (laughs) And that's when I started. We, we did six millimeter first. We did 20 millimeter second because I have a very good friend that uh, does 20 millimeter World War II war gaming and he makes scenery. So I was basically licensing his products to make molds of and sell. And then from 20, we went to 15, 28, 10, 12, 3. Uh, we do all the scales now. And so this- what I'm looking at, I'm thinking. From what I hear, mainly from Dad, is that people don't have much Chinese models and people don't have Gurkha, mod- Gurkha, para- Gurkha Paras. There's no Gurkha Para trips I'm yet. Thinking, see if I just save up some money. Like, a lot of money for me. Like, But see if people need Chinese and Chinese models. And because Korea's coming out, it's basically the same equipment, isn't it? Yeah, you... So you gotta really you gotta really look at I mean it's it's fun to make the stuff you want, but you really have to look at, you know, what, what do what does everybody else want? And if it means making something that you don't give a shit about, you might you might have to just bite the bullet and do that. I mean I do that every day. I'm making things that I would never buy myself, but I'm not the customer. Mm. But yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking about. But again, I fucking nothing. The good thing though is there's a really good website. And I don't know if it's UK or Scotland. Business Gateway, really? Scottish. Business is that Scottish? Yeah. I quite like it. Has that been around for a while? As it was Enterprise Trust before. Oh, and not just some Business Gateway. There so was like, it's a it's a website for new businesses that are sort of getting local government help to set up and that sort. Oh, of can you get grants? You might be able to. Ah, Nicholas Sturgeon, here I come. <laughs> that funny? I wouldn't hold your breath. I think I remember paying them a visit at one time and I was like, no, go away. <laughs> but yeah, they, they give a lot of advice and training and that kind of thing. But yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about. Well, like, uh, if you don't like working for someone else, try try something, try, try being your own boss, right? There's nothing better, I can tell you that right now. You know, it's it's the it's the middle of a weekday right now and I'm sitting here bullshitting with you guys because... <laughs> I own my own business. I can do whatever I want. As long as I get my work done, it doesn't matter if I do it now or if I do it at midnight tonight. As long as it gets done, it's all good. So great. Is there anything you want to talk about in the show? Uh, not really. Just gcmini.com, gcmini.com, gcmini.com. <laughs> no. Uh, if I can give you one piece of business advice as a young man thinking about getting into this business, I have a sign over the desk in my office that says this is not your hobby this is a business and then it says okay it's your hobby too but it's a business first remember that thank you very much Helen I will keep that in mind because that's 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 how you succeed and that's how other people fail so LVO is coming up next year Yes. And I believe you're coming to LVO as a gamer. I am. That'll be my probably my second tournament. <laughs> so I'm going to try and call you out in the first round if Jay will allow me to. Okay. Because that way I'll, I'll actually get to play you. Are you going, Harrison? Ah, uh, I need that question. <laughs> so I'm not sure at the minute. Oh, okay. What, do you know expensive. In America... It is quite expensive for me. But in America, the drinking age is 21, right? <laughs> oh, this is the deal. <laughs> are they... Are they... This is the deal. Not in your, in your hotel room, it's not. Pardon? In your hotel room, the drinking age is whatever. <laughs> I just wonder, are they really strict? Are they, like, chill? Because in Scotland, they're pretty chill as long as you just say you're going home. I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, they're not supposed to be chill, but, I mean, it's Vegas. I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. You, you won't get served. But you'll have to get your old man to get it for you. But I don't know whether you'd be allowed to drink publicly or not. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not making an obvious hassle or you're not obviously underage, I would imagine you would probably be all right. Just grow out a beard. Grow out out your beard. Yeah, I worked when I was 17. There we go. There we go. I think you you could get get drink at LVO. You just had to go down to the bar to get it was Mm -hmm. the only thing. Mm -hmm. You can bring it back into the hall. Because were you trading at LVO? Last no. year, don't you? Where were you? You just came down. No, I um, just yeah, when yeah. you were running your race horse, and then we mm. met up with Alan last time. That was that was a uh, which which was race? Was it all for the race? Um, the Las Vegas half marathon. 
No, that was the time after. Was so that no, time after? So no, we, that was the holiday we met you. Well, that's when we met you. I met yeah. you. Yeah, the, um, when, when I met you in Vegas was you were there for a marathon or some run. Yeah, that was a fun race because you got, got to go down the whole strip at night. I was really good. Really good race. Getting harassed by all those women mm-hmm. trying to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fun. I don't. I don't see why do people take pools with them. It just kind of makes know. me feel uncomfortable. It's. Right, we are going off subject here. <laughs> the girls on the Las Vegas Strip, oh, the some of them are that body, and some of them, the dresses and their outfits mm. have seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them, very yeah. lovely, very attractive, but I wouldn't sit there and pay you to have a photograph taken with you. That's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Ah, they're making a living. But, so, have you any ideas what you're taking to LVO there? Um, it's a thousand points, isn't it? I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked it up, to be honest with you. If it is, and uh, and um, I, I think they were t- they're changing from last year. I know that. Well, if I, well, do, I don't know if they've got the pack out yet. Well, if I do well this weekend with the British paratroopers, maybe mm. I'll just take them again, but more of them. Yeah, I'm going to try and take the Dutch, seeing as I got slagged rotten <laughs> for taking the Russians last year. But anyway. Uh, one, of, one of my critics from last year, we're going to try and play each other again. We've, we've ended up being friends, so I'm looking forward to that. And you took Russians so, yeah. to Adepticon also, right? I did, probably yeah. because I didn't have anything. Oh, I took Japanese to Adepticon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I took, um, did I take Russians as well? No, I'm pretty sure I just no, took I, um, I, Japanese. I thought you had a truck with that quad Maxim on it. That's what I was remembering. Oh, maybe I did the. Maybe it was. Maybe that's just when you played against me because you hate me or something. <laughs> no, I do hate you, but that's not. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I say that out loud. <laughs> Nightark. Um, I can't. Really, I must have taken Russians as well then and played them against you. But we had fun at Adepticon. It was. It was very busy Adepticon, and I was. I was definitely flagging. Yeah. Halfway through, to be honest. Yeah, towards the end, I could tell you were. You had enough. Yeah, but um, looking forward to it. Are you going to go to Adepticon? Absolutely, yep. So are you going as a trader to Adepticon? No, I'm going to go as a gamer. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So we'll get to see you there again, and I'm thinking of going to Nova this year as well. Have you been to Nova before? No, that's the Far East Coast, isn't it? Yeah, Washington. Heard of that. D.C., I think it is. That's on YouTube or something. What's... Nova, it's quite a big. Um, is that? They've got a big Lord of the Rings tournament there, and Nova Open it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to that as well. So three trips to America next year. See, like America, it's really nice to visit because it's really warm, and like it just feels like you can go and do anything. And because we are British and speak nobody else's language, <laughs> most of the Americans can understand us almost. Yeah. See, on one hand, but it's when you get. Oh, you're from Scotland? Oh, I'm from Scotland. Like, no, you're, you're really not. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, it's really nice. On the other hand, then you don't want to be like, no, you're fucking not. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, fuck off. And do you know my cousin? <laughs> or it's like, Trump's from Scotland. No, no, no he's, he's from hell. <laughs> yeah, we don't go to America and say, do you know someone? Do you know Bill? <laughs> <laughs> but it comes from a nice place and that's all that matters isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I like America and there's um, America's very different in all the different places they've got all the different climates and oh, yeah. yeah I like it and people and then you've got Canadians you can annoy by calling them <laughs> Americans that's really bad there's this, there's this guy in my work and we still call him the American guy but he's actually Canadian. But it turns out he's not Canadian. He's from Bermuda, then he moved to Canada. So he's actually British, then he moved back to here. Like, what? <laughs> I'm confused, uh, you will be. Yeah, it was. He's quite an interesting guy, though. Well, Harrison, so, Harrison you gotta get, you got to get yourself to LVO. It'll be fun. I'll try my best. But I'm thinking about start. if I'm going to start a business, I've got to save. And it's trying to weigh out. Because I've got other job opportunities and things coming up. So it depends on that as well. Right on. Because LBO would be fun. It would be. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just so you can laugh at your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody slagging your dad off. That'd be great. It'd be like being a teenager again. You're like, oh, go in the shops for me. <laughs> 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 go on, dad. Go in the shops. Yeah. Um, I, ho- I want to. 
But it depends if I'm saving up money to start a business or not. Just do a couple of days overtime. <laughs> the factory. There you go. We'll be fine. I don't know, man. That, well, like I'll a... tell you what, you could go across early. Do a couple of weeks' work for Alan, oh, yeah. and that'll pay for your trip. <laughs> I don't know I'd wish that on or on, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a bit like a salt mine in the warehouse. It's not as bad as you'll say, but it's a bit salt mining. It's a bit gulaggy. <laughs> well, that one's out in the desert, so it's almost <laughs> like the salt mine. Yeah. yeah. So, right, I think we'll call that an end there, unless you've got anything uh, particular you want to add, Al. No, that's good. That's an hour. That's a, it's a good show. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, happy. I don't know. It's a good show. Well, it's a good amount of time. It is a goodly amount of time, but it would be good to catch up again a wee bit quicker this time, I think. Yeah, let's do, do it. This, year. This, is, uh, this has been fun, and it's <coughs> super easy with the Skype. It's like I'm there. It's spooky almost. Technology. Yeah. Are you here or are we there? That's I don't know. Where, where is here and where is there and where is yeah, now? Exactly. So I will log off from the war room thank you everybody for joining us and our sort of madness and silliness and yeah. skipping about and thank you very much for joining us alan right on thank you for having me or ha having each other or whatever we had thanks for it <laughs> uh, brilliant so uh, bye for now okay and keep on gaming